Chapter Fourteen of Joshua by George Ebers. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Fourteen. Deeply disturbed and tortured by such thoughts, Miriam walked towards Aminadab's house to seek repose. But just as she was in the act of crossing the threshold, she paused and again listened for sounds coming from the north. Hosea must arrive from that direction. But she heard nothing, save the footsteps of a sentinel and the voice of her, who was patrolling the camp with a body of armed men. He, too, had been unable to stay in the house. The night was mild and starry. The time seemed just suited for dreams under the sycamore. Her bench beneath the venerable tree was empty, and with drooping head she approached the beloved resting place, which she must leave forever on the morrow. But ere she had reached the spot so close at hand, she paused with her figure drawn up to its full height, and her hand pressed upon her throbbing bosom. This time she was not mistaken. The beat of hoofs echoed on the air, and it came from the north. Were Pharaoh's chariots approaching to attack the camp? Should she shout to wake the warriors? Or could it be he whom she so longingly expected? Yes, yes, yes! It was the tramp of a single steed, and must be a new arrival, for there were loud voices in the tents, the dogs barked, and shouts, questions and answers, came nearer and nearer with the rider. It was Hosea, she felt sure, his riding alone through the night, released from the bonds that united him to Pharaoh and his comrades in arms, was a sign of his obedience. Love had steeled his will, and quickened the pace of his steed, and the gratitude of answering affection, the reward she could bestow, should be withheld no longer. In her arms, he should blissfully perceive that he had resigned great possessions to obtain something still fairer and sweeter. She felt as though the darkness around had suddenly brightened into broad day, as her ear told her that the approaching horseman was riding straight toward the house of her host Aminadab. She now knew that he was obeying her summons, that he had come to find her. Hosea was seeking her, ere he had went to his own father, who had found shelter in the big empty house of his grandson, Ephraim. He would gladly have dashed toward her at the swiftest pace of his steed, but it would not do to ride rapidly through the camp. Ah, how long the time seemed, ere she at last saw the horseman, ere he swung himself to the ground, and his companion flung the reins of the horse to a man who followed him. It was he, it was Hosea. But his companion, she had recognized him distinctly and shrank a little. His companion was her, the man who a few hours before had sought her for his wife. There stood her two suitors side by side in the starlight, illumined by the glare of the pitch torches, blazing beside the carts and the household utensils, which had been packed for the morrow's journey. The tall figure of the elder Hebrew towered over the sinewy form of the warrior, and the shepherd prince bore himself no whit less erect than the Egyptian hero. Both voices sounded earnest and manly, yet her lovers seemed to Miriam stronger and deeper. They had now advanced so near that she could understand their conversation. Her was telling the newcomer that Moses had gone on a reconnoitering expedition, and Hosea was expressing his regret, because he had important matters to discuss with him. Then he must set out with the tribes the next morning, her replied, for Moses intended to join them on the way. Then he pointed to Aminadab's house, 
from which no ray of light gleamed through the darkness and asked hosea to spend the remainder of the night beneath his roof as he probably would not wish to disturb his aged father at so late an hour miriam saw her friend hesitate and gaze intently up to the women's apartments and the roof of her host's house knowing what he sought she could no longer resist the impulse of her heart but stepped forth from the shadow of the sycamore and gave hosea a cordial and tender welcome he too disdained to conceal the joy of his heart and her stood beside the reunited lovers as they clasped each other's hands and exchanged greetings at first mutely then with warm words i knew you would come cried the maiden and hosea answered with joyful emotion you might easily suppose so o prophetess for your own voice was among those that summoned me here then in a calmer tone he added i hope to find your brother also i am the bearer of a message of grave import to him to us and to the people i see that you too are ready to depart and should grieve to behold the comfort of your aged hosts destroyed by hasty acts that may yet be needless what do you mean asked her advancing a step nearer to the other i mean replied hosea that if moses persists in leading the tribes eastward much blood will flow uselessly to-morrow for i learned at tanis that the garrison at etham has been ordered to let no man pass still less the countless throng whose magnitude surprised me as i rode through the camp i know apu who commands the fortifications and the legions whom he leads there will be a terrible fruitless massacre of our half-armed untrained people there would be in short i have urgent business to discuss with moses urgent and immediate to avert the heaviest misfortune ere it is too late what you fear has not escaped our notice replied her and it is in order to guard against this peril that moses has set forth on a dangerous quest whither asked hosea that is the secret of the leaders of the tribes of which my father is one certainly and i have already offered to take you to him if he assumes the responsibility of informing you should he deem it a breach of duty he will keep silent who is to command the wandering host to-morrow i you asked hosea in astonishment and her answered calmly you marvel at the audacity of the shepherd who ventures to lead an army but the lord of all armies to whom we trust our cause is our leader i rely solely on his guidance and so do i replied hosea no one save the god through whom miriam summoned me to this spot entrusted me of that i am confident with the important message which brings me here i must find moses ere it is too late you have already heard that he will be beyond the reach of any one myself included until to-morrow perhaps the day after will you speak to aaron is he in the camp no but we expect his return before the departure of the people that is in a few hours has he the power to decide important matters in moses's absence no he merely announces to the people in eloquent language what his illustrious brother commands the warrior bent his eyes with a disappointed expression on the ground and after a brief pause for reflection eagerly added fixing his gaze on miriam it is moses to whom the lord our god announces his will but to you his august maiden sister the most high also reveals himself to you oh hosea interrupted the prophetess 
extending her hands toward him with a gesture of mingled entreaty and warning but the chief instead of heeding her monition went on the lord our god hath commanded you to summon me his servant back to the people he hath commanded you to give me the name for which i am to exchange the one my father and mother bestowed upon me and which i have borne in honour for thirty years obedient to your summons i have cast aside all that could make me great among men but on my way through egypt bearing in my heart the image of my god and of you braving death the message i now have to deliver was entrusted to me and i believe that it came from the most high himself it is my duty to convey it to the leaders of the people but as i am unable to find moses i can confide it to no better one than you who though only a woman stand next to your brother nearest to the most high so i implore you to listen to me the tidings i bring are not yet ripe for the ears of a third person hur drew his figure to a still greater height and interrupting hosea asked miriam whether she desired to hear the son of nun without witnesses she answered with a quiet yes then hur turned haughtily and coldly to the warrior i think that miriam knows the lord's will as well as her brothers and is aware of what beseems the women of israel if i am not mistaken it was under this tree that your own father the worthy nun gave to my son uri the sole answer which moses must also make to every bearer of a message akin to yours do you know it asked hosea in a tone of curt reproof no replied the other but i suspect its purport and look here while speaking he stooped with joyful agility and raising two large stones with his powerful arms propped them against each other rolled several smaller ones to their sides and then with panting breath exclaimed let this heap be a witness between me and thee like the stones named mitzpah which jacob and laban erected and as the latter called upon the lord to watch between him and the other so do i likewise i point to this heap that you may remember it when we are parted one from the other i lay my hand upon these stones and bear witness that i her son of caleb and ephrath put my trust in no other than the lord the god of our fathers and am ready to obey his command which calls us forth from the kingdom of pharaoh into a land which he promised to us but of thee hosea son of nun i ask and the lord our god hears thee dost thou too expect no other help save the god of abraham who has made thy race his chosen people and wilt thou also testify whether thou wilt ever regard the egyptians who oppressed us and from whose bondage the lord our god delivered us as the mortal foes of thy god and of thy race the warrior's bearded features quivered and he longed to overthrow the heap and answer the troublesome questioner with wrathful words but miriam had laid her hand on the top of the pile of stones and clasping his right hand exclaimed he is questioning you in the presence of our god and lord who is your witness hosea succeeded in controlling his wrath and pressing the maiden's hand more closely he answered earnestly he questions but i may not answer yea or nay will be of little service here but i too call god to witness and before this heap you miriam but you alone shall hear what i propose and for what purpose i have come look her like you i lay my hand upon this heap and bear witness that i hosea son of nun 
put my sole trust in the lord and god of our fathers he stands as a witness between me and thee and shall decide whether my way is his or that of an erring mortal i will obey his will which he has made known to moses and to this noble maiden this i swear by an oath whose witness is the lord our god her listened intently and impressed by the earnestness of the words now exclaimed the lord our god has heard your vow and against your oath i in the presence of this heap take another if the hour comes when mindful of this heap of stones you give the testimony you have refused me there shall henceforward be no ill will between us and if it is in accordance with the will of the most high i will cheerfully resign to you the office of commander which you trained in many wars would be better suited to fill than i who hitherto have ruled only my flocks and shepherds but you miriam i charge to remember that this heap of stones will also be a witness to the colloquy you are to hold with this man in the presence of god i remind you of the reproving words you heard beneath this tree from the lips of his father and call god to witness that i have darkened the life of my son uri who is the joy of my heart with a father's curse if he had gone among the people to induce them to favor the message he brought for it would have turned those of little faith from their god remember this maiden and let me say again if you seek me you will find me and the door i opened will remain open to you whatever may happen with these words hur turned his back upon miriam and the warrior neither knew what had befallen them but he who during the long ride beset by many a peril had yearned with ardent anticipations for the hour which was to once more unite him to the object of his love gazed on the ground full of bewilderment and profound anxiety while miriam who at his approach had been ready to bestow upon him the highest sweetest gifts with which a loving woman rewards fidelity and love had sunk to the earth before the ominous pile of stones close beside the tree and pressed her forehead against its gnarled hollow trunk End of chapter fourteen